Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Who's from the haters? Point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah. Watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one. Let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your proud, honored, ecstatic host, Austin Krell. The Sixers pull off an unbelievable, unbelievably exciting game against the Boston Celtics tonight. They win it. 118 to 115 although it was really 113 because it was like a shot after the it was like a shot at the buzzer that Jason Tatum made it didn't really count cuz no one contested it um but an unbelievable competitive fun game uh between the Sixers and the Celtics and I obviously the Sixers have had a a huge huge mental hump to get over with these Celtic teams of the last couple years. They've lost, I think, 17 of their last 20 against Celtics. In tw- uh, 3 and 17, their last 20. And they finally, finally overcome that mental barrier. That it seemed like it, that was the last piece in the way to get them to where they needed to be in in terms of uh, competing with this, with, in, the, in the NBA with this team. Um, they, uh, you know, they they lost by three in the in the in a huge game when the uh, when the big when the new big three was uh, the new big four was there. Um, it was one of the first games they played with Tobias Harris. They lost back that game by three, and I was furious that night. And today, it looked bad for a while. Celtics, they you know it's it's a it's a weird phenomenon against the Sixers where. They'll play awful basketball against every other team in the NBA, and then they'll come to Philly and they'll they'll turn into the dream team. They'll uh, you know they turn into a team that can make the finals. They they make the extra pass. They they play excellent defense. They execute in all cylinders. They make every they make every 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 single shot that they take against the Sixers. And for a while they were running away with it. They were up by fifteen. They led by uh, they led by I think. It was like fifty to fifty-two to thirty-seven at one point. It led sixty-nine fifty-eight after the first half, 
And then things changed dramatically. Early in the third quarter, Marcus Smart uh, gets hit with a uh, with a little bit of a of a dirty screen by Embiid. Although Marcus Smart's used to dirty plays because he commits a lot of them, and he got up and he shoved Embiid in the back while Embiid couldn't see him because Marcus Smart is Mr. Tough Guy when no one's looking. Um, and Embiid went flying. Smart got a flagrant two and was ejected, and, they, and there was a bit of a, of a you know not really much of a scuffle, but you know it got heated there for a couple of seconds, and then Embiid woke up. And it felt a lot like, I know this is going to be a funny comparison, but remember the episode of Spongebob when Sandy's hibernating and they don't want to wake her up and then they finally accidentally do and she just goes ballistic? Well, that's what happened here. Joel Embiid turned into an absolute monster possessed after that smart uh, ejection. He had an unbelievable third quarter. The Sixers actually took a... I crawled back from down eleven in the down by uh, yeah eleven in the quarter to up by I think one late in the quarter, and then it was a back and forth fourth quarter. Um, Celtics led by as many as I think seven or eight, maybe nine in the in the, in the fourth quarter, and then the Sixers just locked in, and it was a complete change of momentum. Um, Embiid finishes the night 37 points, 22 rebounds. NBA record for a big man, 20 of 21 from the line. No, let me rephrase that. Embiid is the first big man in NBA history to make more than 95% of 21 attempted free throws. Exceptional. 22 rebounds, career high, 37 points for him. Unbelievable night. Um, Jimmy Butler was quiet for most of the night, but then... But he only had seven going. He only had seven going into the fourth quarter. Butler had an unbelievable, unbelievable fourth quarter, including what I what I played for you in the in the first seconds of the of the of the show. Jimmy Butler's dagger. He uh, lost the ball for a second, got it back, and then sort of stepped into a uh, a deep two while Kyrie was trying to get back on him, and he buries it to put him up five with four seconds left. Mark Zumoff, his call was the best, but I could only find Mike Breen's call. Um, and I was trying, you know, I was trying to get this done. Um, and the crowd goes ballistic. It was really an iconic shot for Butler. Just sort of like, you know, he was in this unbelievable pose. You see Brett Brown smiling in the background because he knows that they finally, uh, you know, got they finally broke through. And the Sixers come back from 15 down against. I don't know what the Celtics team is. I, I don't know. They're forty-three and twenty-nine this year, seventeen and eighteen away from home. I want to say that they're not a great team because great teams have a very good road record, and the Celtics are under five hundred at, at on the road. Um, the Sixers aren't great at, on the road, but they're outstanding at home, twenty-nine and nine. And to me, um, a very, 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 very easy. First round playoff series, hopefully, knock on wood, no injuries. But I am very happy to get this sort of this this, this monkey off of our backs to to uh, address the elephant in the room here. The Sixers finally beat the Celtics. Um, Marcus Smart got ejected. Yes, Aaron Baines had to leave the game with a, with uh, some sort of I think head injury. Yes, Gordon Hayward didn't play because of a concussion. Yes, 
But then the Sixers would have changed their game plan. We've counted them in some way. Credit to uh, to Rep Brown for a, a great coaching performance tonight. He had one early lineup that was not good, but you know w- what can you say? I mean, you know, after that lineup, it, it, he was he was golden. I probably would have taken out JJ Redick late in the fourth quarter because, well, we know the story there. Redick, they they attack him. As soon as things get close and it's under five minutes, they go right for him and they post him up, and he's buried in no man's land. I would take it out and put him in Mike Scott or or, uh, or you know anyone with with who who had size, but it doesn't matter. They won they won the game anyway. Um, but why was this game so close? Well, Kyrie had an unbelievable night twelve twenty nine for him, on the uh, on the night for him. Um, nine rebounds, 36 points. He, he was sensational. He did, however, come up short late in the game. It looked like, it looked like fatigue uh, later in the game. Some shots were rimming out for the Celtics. Um, you know, they started off on unbelievably hot, and then they, 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 you know, they were, and everything was just nothing but net. And then things started rimming out, and you just kind of felt like the legs were giving out after, uh, you know, on them. The things were things were close because of Terry Rozier. Um, Rozier, who's had a had a, had a uh, disappointing season, he out of nowhere had the game of his life. He'll probably never have a game like that ever again because he's 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 a nothing. He's a role player in this league. Um, Mr. Big Shot likes to talk about how uh, you know how how the Sixers haven't beaten anybody, haven't beaten the Celtics since AI, or how he thought the Celtics was going to drop tonight, but he um, you know he can hold the L because well, what has he done in his career? He had 20 points on four of eight from three point shooting, eight of 16 overall. Good night for Mr. Rozier. He's going to go spend the rest of his career in in, um, in Phoenix as a, as a starting point guard, underachieving on a crappy team. So good for him. Um, Jalen Brown gave him six points, but really, um, you know, Terry Rozier supplied all the energy off the bench. You, you take that game away from him, South has got their butts kicked in this game. It's not even it's not even close. And so, where did the, so why was this game so close then? This game was close because the Sixers, who looked pretty defeated um, late uh, you know, in, in, in the in the uh, in the first half, they just sort of snapped out of it after that after that uh, Marcus Smart play. They did a much better job defending. Came much more cohesive. Defending the the floor, and I thought that Embiid actually buckled down. He had an unbelievable block on Kyrie late in the fourth quarter to um, to sort of close the door because Celtics were down by I think three with about thirty seconds left, and he came out and 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 you know he contested a Kyrie layup, and then he was it was just sort of like a, it was like a fake. Uh, that Kyrie used, and then he got right back and blocked it on 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 the the second effort. So it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty sensational play by 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 Embiid there, um, but all around the perimeter defense, I thought was actually really good. Um, you can sort of see Ben Simmons had a, had a great game on the perimeter. They did a good job of switching things and trying to uh, switching switching things and trying to make things very difficult for the Celtics in the pick and roll. 
And that was in the second half. They struggled. They did. Um, they switched a lot. Mike Scott did a good job, I thought. Um, ben Simmons did a sensational job. I thought Butler did a good job of perturbing people at the rim. It was all about adjusting to the Celtics' um, offense on the perimeter. It was it was how do you defend that pick and roll? And I thought in the second half, once once uh, Smart got everyone excited and riled up, they said, "Nah, fuck that. We're not losing this game. Fuck that." Fuck this team. We're going to win this game. We are. And they did. And, um, you know, big credit to, to, to Brett and the staff to say, hey, don't get down yourself. We're down 11 and a half time in our building. We're a great home team. This team ain't shit. Let's do this. Let's be men. Let's knock this out. And they did that. They did just that. And when it came down to it, they made shots. They executed. The, the big four... The bit, you know, Tobias Harris was. It came, you know, he said he was sick after the game, but he was doing nothing. He missed you know a bunch of layups. He did nothing for uh, you know a good portion of this game, and then he came out and had a great fourth quarter to to to, to reenergize them and bring them back into it. And you know Butler made his unbelievable plays and his shots. He I think he's I think he's found his role with this team. He said to Joel Embiid, he said uh, before the game he said he was tired from last night. And rightfully so, he was closer again last night too. But he said, um, you know, just get us to the fourth quarter and I'll take over from there. And that's exactly what he did. He took over in the fourth. He, But, you know, what he did that I haven't seen them do in a while is he slowed the pace down. Eight clock. Got them a good half-court set. Got a good possession. And if things broke down, it's okay. I'm going to get it done myself in isolation. He hit a couple of huge threes. The, 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 the Sixers were down by six, and Butler hits a couple of threes to tie the game up, and then the momentum really changed. Boston couldn't buy a bucket, and the Sixers were getting every defensive rebound. They were they were slowing it down. They, they were they were getting good looks, and then finally on a pick and pop with about thirty seconds left, Horford uh, hits a three, tie the game, and then Ben Simmons comes down. He finishes an AM one at the rim and makes the free throw. I don't know what it is with Ben Simmons and his free throws, but for some reason he has terrible, terrible, terrible starts of the season from the free throw line. By the end, he, he's 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 shooting upwards of sixty five percent. So it's like you know, why does it take this long for him to adjust? Like, is the adjustment that big? Does he not know what he's doing at the line that much that he can't figure out what's going on until midway through the season? Interesting phenomenon there. Um, Something to th- something to, something to look at the summer, I, I would say, um, because if he can bring it up to seventy two, you know, seventy two percent next year, he'll be a, a twenty point per game scorer. And let's not act like that's huge. He went from fifty six to sixty. I'm asking for a du- for just you know the double the increase. It's, it's only eight percent. That might sound like a lot. It's not like too much to me. And quite frankly. Um, that would be a much-needed element added to his game. That would make him much harder for the Celtics to guard and stop because in this game you could see that their game plan was if he if he ever got got the ball on a broken play under the rim and he was on, on an island, just grab him up and foul him, make him shoot free throws. And what happened, he, he, he bricked a couple, but that was okay um, because he remained aggressive. It was the most aggressive I've ever seen Ben Simmons against Celtics ever before. He was going to the rim at... At, uh, at will. He wasn't afraid of contact or shying away. 
and he was just getting whatever he wanted. But I thought that most importantly, he and Embiid both played with control. They only had as a team, um, let's see, Embiid had three turnovers, Simmons had two. As a team, they only had eight turnovers. That is unbelievably sensational. Unbelievable. The way this team has come, they, 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 they had, I think, a 26 turnover game earlier in the year. Eight tonight. Eight. They're gelling. What we're seeing here is that they're gelling at the exact right time. And they are doing a phenomenal job. They're getting better defensively. And everyone was saying how they don't play any defense. Well, no shit. When your big man misses, when your star big man misses eight games in a row, your defense is going to suck. That's not breaking news. If anyone with a brain knows that. Um, but they're clicking. They're making good passes now. They're making good plays for each other. Um, and they're reducing turnovers. And most importantly, I think they're starting to like playing with each other a lot. They're really enjoying each other. And I, I know Butler hit a big shot, but, I mean, the big guy, the core was embracing him. They were, you know, hugging him. They were grabbing his head. They were, you know, they weren't just, like, fist pumping and saying, like, hey, like, hey, like, we, you know, good shot. They were like all up at him, like he was their brother. Like you know, he he, he they was he was a guy that they trusted. To take that shot, and you know he he said, "I got you guys. We're gonna do this tonight." And it just felt like there was there's a bond developing there, whether people in the media or or, or in the fan base or whatever and admit it or think it. I think this group does stay together. I think they like I like I think they like each other. I think they like I think they like the feeling of not having to do too much individually to have a good chance at winning. Um, but, you know, I really want st- to really sort of give credit to the fact that I think that they've done a really good job with, with this whole decision to play Butler at point in close games. Um, you know, even, even, even though he adds the, the, the closer dimension in terms of his scoring – he can still facilitate and, and, and distribute the ball. He had an unbelievable find to Tobias Harris on a pick and roll where Tobias wasn't even in, involved in the pick, and he just fi- and, and the Celtics offense opened up. Uh, the Celtics defense just opened up like a, like a big gap, and he's like, "Oh, I got you!" And, fa- and found Tobias for an easy dunk, put the Sixers up by two. Um, I also want to credit Brown's idea to play Ben off the ball on the perimeter because it gives them this really good high low action where they can post up and bead or they can, you know, um, find, you know, they can, they can get somebody else in the post because when you have JJ there, you get deflected passes, you get, you know, steal potential. Simmons can, can grasp, can grasp the ball, you know, with, with, with control and command and he can see the floor better because he's bigger and he can read the defense better because, He's you know he, he's a point guard. That's what he does. That's what he does naturally. And don't get me wrong, JJ's a smart guy, but he's not a point guard like Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons sees the play developing. He you know he, he can facilitate, and he's less likely to turn it over because he, he's a good passer. Um, before I before I close the book on tonight's sensational win, probably their most important win of the year, even though it really had no implication on their standings. Um, they're still a three seed right now, and the Celtics are still a six. They're still a five seed. They just opened up right now. They have. They I think they have a four game lead on the Celtics with ten to go, 
and a three-game lead on the Pacers with with ten to go uh, for the for the three seed. So I think that they're they've you know if they if they come out and they play it right and they do their jobs, they should be able to secure the six seed and avoid uh, the three seed and avoid the Celtics unless they gets to the conference finals. Both teams that I don't see that happening. I don't think Boston can do it. Um, but I also don't know that the Sixers can do it either because they still have to prove things. They've won, you know, they, 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 they beat Indiana. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston tonight. But let's not forget that they still have Toronto to, to, to prove themselves to. And they still got to win, you know, they're going to win a first-round series, no doubt. They're going to play four games at home, and, you know, if things go absolute worst-case scenario, they play four games at home. And they're not going to lose four games at home out of seven. They've only they only lost nine this year out of thirty eight. Um, so they'll take care of business at home. They'll probably win one or two on the road if necessary, and they'll win four to one, maybe a sweep, maybe four to two if things get really uh, close or dicey. And they'll take on Toronto in the second round, and we test. Do I think they can do it? I don't know because I haven't seen them play against Toronto or how they match up with this new group. Don't forget that Tobias Harris was acquired in the middle of the night following a loss to Toronto at home and an embarrassing loss at that. Um, so I don't, I don't know how they match up. But anyway, um, let's not forget that the Sixers did play a game last night. I was busy, so I, I couldn't do a pod last night to, to recap the game. But no Embiid for, for rest purposes. And uh, big game by Butler, of course. I'm sure Charlotte and Kemba Walker despise him because he just he's owned them this year. Made huge shots for the Sixers down the stretch of games this year. He was the closer again in the fourth quarter in a close game. JJ had an unbelievable night. I think he had 30-something. I think he had like 27 points. Maybe he had like 31. I, I, I don't remember the exact number. He had, I think, six, seven threes. Huge game for JJ. Um, ben... And Jimmy were ultra aggressive. They had great nights, and the Sixers won the game by four. They sweep the season series with Charlotte, and now with the win tonight, they're forty-seven and twenty-five, and uh, they'll play Atlanta, I think, in their building on Saturday. Let's see. Yeah, they're at Atlanta. They're at Atlanta on Saturday. Um, they're in Orlando on Monday. Then Brooklyn, Minnesota, and then you know you have a couple games left. But you know, keep in mind if you play your cards right, it'll be fifty and twenty-five, with only um, Milwaukee left to go as a team above five hundred. Get that done. Looking at maybe a what they've already won. They've already won six in a row. Um, looking at, an, at, an, at another 16-game win streak, and I think it's possible. I do. Um, you got Milwaukee at home. That's really the only hard game you have left. Really, it is. And so we'll take it one day at a time, and we'll see how they play. Again, they're going to be the ones to determine if they win 16 games in a row. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I'm not saying it's impossible or that it's not going to happen. They won 16 games in a row without having Embiid because due to a, uh, a facial injury last year with Robert Covington and and uh, and Dario Saric on the team, and plus 
the ageless wonders Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Ilyasova, who are all ro- nice role players, but not starters. Or, or you know, they're not they're not stars. So my point is the Sixers have the ability to, to, to take this thing as far as they can. It's gonna be up to them to, to do this. Um, but they can absolutely do it. They're one of the best in the league and They've now passed one of the hardest tests they've taken this year. And now it's time to close out the season like professionals, like pros, and put themselves in a great spot to win come playoff time. And now that March Madness is beginning tomorrow, we're going to drink a lot of beer. Because Nova's in it. My school's in it. The sixth seed, they play St. Mary's tomorrow. We'll be at the Grog, the bar in, uh, in Brimar. And we might even shotgun a beer. And if you like to shotgun beer... And you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties, check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a tab puller, event puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is double with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code TRUSTTHECOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to MB and its name are protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to MB 2019. Sixers win last night in Charlotte. They win tonight. In in uh, in Philly against Boston to to, to finally break the what feels like a, a curse. They win one eighteen to one fifteen. They'll be off till Saturday where they go to Atlanta, and then followed by a, a visit to Orlando, and then they're back at home um, against Brooklyn. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have a great uh, great great couple of days. Enjoy March Madness, and we'll be right back with more feed to Embiid following the game in Atlanta.